0: BitStorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: Hello. What are we going to do tonight, Ben?
1: I think we'll start with the game we've been playing for the last little while, which is where we take words from what3words.com. This is a site that has split the world up into three metre square increments. Each of those increments is given three words, Uh, It's a very useful tool for a lot of different reasons, but we use it as random prompts for game designs, the most frivolous of of reasons.
0: Definitely. So, Ben, I'm going to ask you, what three words?
1: Okay, coming to you from the middle of Brazil, gaunt, backbones, impact.
0: Hmm, gaunt, backbones, impact. And I'm, I'm just picturing, like, a gaunt creature getting smacked in the back.
1: Well, yeah, immediately like- I pictured Slenderman being attacked and going into one of those, like, Mortal Kombat X-ray modes. <laughs> ba- Slender Man's back is broken. <laughs> is, and that's the is, opening oh, of the
0: game. You is, play Slenderman, you've been beaten. No, is, and now this,
1: is this a, like, professional wrestling game with horror movie um, bad guys? <laughs> It could
0: be. I kind of <laughs> like the idea of you playing Slender Man and he's just been beaten and it's all about him sort of training up and doing the sort of Rocky montage, you know, to come and get these, get these kids. And
1: So, this is Slender Man's return after a, a horrib- horrible defeat.
0: Yes. Who
1: has broken his back?
0: Well, obviously, the, the most famous backbreaker in all of comic history, Bane. Bane. He broke the Batman and he broke the Slender Man.
1: <sighs> so, you may say my wrestling idea. I think I'm going to have to veto <laughs> Bane because I'm not doing a Gotham Slender Man crossover. I don't think- Why
0: not? <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know anything about Slender Man. I did watch- I think I watched the movie, all of it. I watched some of it. I, I didn't. Know. It's not much. So, maybe let's- let me let's veer away from both Slender Man and Bane and-
0: Whoa, um, blasphemy. <laughs> We're going to throw away all the ideas that we've come up with so far.
1: I mean, unless you have something. I mean, we. C- I guess we can continue. Just get rid of Bane. Just get come rid to of Bane. All right, we'll get rid of it. All right, so, okay, you're a slender man. You've been- your back's been broken because you are very slender. I imagine your bones are kind of brittle.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like um, just a stiff breeze will snap you in half sort of thing. Like, so it's all about working those muscles and it's- the whole game is training, so you, you're doing you're doing all the um, like whether it's in VR and you're doing literally like a a VR fit sort of thing, building in, up muscles. Doing is it in VR and- though?
1: But like you've you've given them these huge long arms because they've got like the huge long slender arms, and so you're mapping you you you're mapping those long arms to the movements, but they're essentially like way out in front of them because they're so long. Yeah. Just to really give it this weird sort of body horror situation of mm-hmm. Slender Man at the gym. Yeah. Um, I think that's the
0: entire game. Like, you're, you're sort of building yourself up and doing sit ups and doing, you know. So, <laughs> okay. you, you physically have to do sit ups to do that.
1: Like, yeah, sure. You detect the head and the, and the arm position. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, comment on their technique and make sure they're not hurting themselves. All right. Uh, so okay, yeah, is this essentially like a Wii Fit or a yeah, like a fitness game
0: mm. with just with this, the promise of murder? Yeah,
1: with this Slender Man murder vibe uh, overlaid. Yeah. Is it just Slender Man then, or or do we bring in other horror
0: movie DLC? That's 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 where all the money is, like unlockable
1: un- characters.
0: No, not unlockable, purchasable.
1: <laughs> well, unlockable by cash. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think you have to you have to give them some incentive while yes. just while just playing. So you know if if they detect, you know, oh, you can now do you know five hundred sit ups in the sitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do unlock the Bubba Duke, and you're obviously yep. doing these sit ups in front of a mirror. So every time you come up, you always see what character you are. There's yes, very much a visual aspect to it.
0: Yeah, and because you're no longer Slenderman, the hands don't go freakishly far away.
1: No, no, but now the big hat. Can get in the way of the sit ups.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Uh, are there other horror movie villains at least at the gym around you?
0: Yeah. I, I think, I think As you see like,
1: like Slimer. Ambient characters.
0: Um, you see Slimer and Zool sort of over there, you know, just doing their thing. And then over on this side, you know, you, you may have like a Freddy's glove and, and like the machete from. Freddy versus Jason or whatever, yeah. uh, up on the wall, but you don't see the characters yet. They're of a DLC that you can um,
1: Oh, even just to have the them cash. in the gym. I thought maybe that would be a good way to, like, entice people. It's like, you can watch them working out there as sort of non-playable NPCs. When you, when
0: you your character gets knocked out from doing too many sit-ups, then you see <laughs> Freddy and he, he's like your, your in-dream trainer.
1: Like Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. And then you've got like the monster from Cloverfield spotting you as you do weights, (laughs) like towering above you. Yeah. Just like (laughs) pinching, just like with his finger, little pinky fingers, just grabbing it. If if you can't lift it anymore.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Cool. Um, so do, do we need to put a peripheral for all the, all the weight stuff? Or is this just lots of reps, small weight? Therefore,
1: yeah, I guess, I guess you can't actually make the weights any more. Like in game than what your VR things weigh, I guess you could like put some peripherals where you essentially attach weights to your VR
0: controllers, mm. kind of hook them on that is that is kind of cool okay
1: all right, Trev, hey, what are three words
0: hidden is flash hidden, hidden hidden is, is flash flash okay, so when I hear flash, I kind of think flashbang.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to the DC character because he sort of does have those little ears on his costume, doesn't he?
0: Mm, yeah, he does. Oh, well, so he's, no, he's got kind the little- cool like, They're
1: like lightning bolts, but they kind of look like ears.
0: Yeah, they're lightning ears.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, okay, what's hidden about the Flash?
1: I mean, it could just be his identity. This, I don't know if there's been a good Flash game. Maybe we could tackle that gameplay. Like, how do you do super, super, super high speed- as a super, super, mechanic. super slow motion. I mean, without making it boring, though, you know?
0: No, no, no. Everything else is going in slow motion. No, You're no, going in super speed.
1: No, no. I, I Yeah, I, I get that. But, like, do you do you have unlimited usage of that? Like, do you just have to then- you
0: got to keep eating.
1: Still wait for- <laughs> So, it's basically like Pac-Man, but everything <laughs> where you have to, like, <laughs> move from meal to meal to keep your- Yeah, because your to metabolism, your
0: you know- you can you can launch into it. What I what I actually Wait, imagine. Sorry,
1: sorry, just before because you- <laughs> I'm just picturing this essentially as a survival game <laughs> where your hunger and thirst is going down, and you're just having to wander around in this slow motion world where basically nothing's moving, uh, and you've got a mission, but you're moving so fast. But we're viewing it from that, like, regular speed timeframe that it's literally just an entire game of you going through a frozen world, mm-hmm. doing one thing.
0: You know what one of the worst things is? Getting a mission over, over like, um, you know, your radio, because that radio has been going for a long time and, you know, a second still hasn't passed. Like, they really need to change how they send you the messages because, you know- you can think so quickly.
1: Yeah, I guess they could send them at super high f- speed, high, high frequency sort of thing. But I guess yeah. even even receiving the radio waves, like, do you have to run smash bang into the physical radio waves that are radiating towards you? <laughs> Maybe that's and, how you have to get, get the messages. And get,
0: get them in the right order.
1: Yeah. I love that idea of <laughs> <laughs> you're doing this mission and all of a sudden you essentially see. This just, like, glowing wave going past. It's like, oh, shit, someone's trying to send me a message. I need to run into that physical radio wave. Yeah. So that my, you know, headset or whatever can 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 uh, decode it. I love it. That's fine. As long as at the end of the game we do a replay, a real-time replay of all these scenes. At the end of each mission, yeah. Or at the end of each mission, yeah. And so you just get these shots of just this blur as shit goes flying and food goes missing and-
0: (laughs) I'm just imagining that, like, you can cause so much issues. Like, you open up a door and you open up really quickly and that just sort of sucks papers into the air. So, you start seeing the papers sort of leave the oh, table and yeah, all this yeah. sort of stuff. Like-
1: I actually kind of love this then as it's not an action game. This is a introspective kind of very isolating experience where you as the Flash have this mission to do- You are having to go from food spot to food spot and just empty them out to fill your fill your belly. You can't talk to anyone. You maybe get these like occasional radio waves, except like you're doing this so fast they barely have time to send them. Like the situation can't change that much in in the like basically across the time of a mission, and so it is very much this. I think there's like an internal monologue going. Uh, as you go around and, like, explore things, it's almost- oh, yeah, uh- and, he,
0: and he's sort of going, this is an, an incredibly lonely life because no one can talk as fast as I need them to because I'm the fastest man alive and it takes them 17 seconds to say something. But to me, that's 17 weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, and like he or can whatever it is, you know, he that's- can slow down to their speed, but it's almost painful for him. Oh, I- I'm
0: just imagining that the entire time his brain is going at that speed. He just has to like go. Okay, they just said this. Uh, yep. I'm kind of hearing it now. Syllable by syllable. I was like, oh, yeah, these elongated yeah, syllables. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's like that's
0: fuck.
1: So, get I'm on with it. so I'm picturing there's one mission, which is literally just the entire mission takes place across like three sentences during a Justice League meeting, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just him in his head. And I, he might go off and he'll get some food and he'll come back. like catch the end of that word, okay? Thanks, Batman. Go off, you know. Go to the toilet. And then
0: they get to the end of it. You've foiled the thing. and It's like done.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is all. This is all about how. The, the the Flash is actually the only one needed, because he can go so fast. Like, you can't fight- You can't actually fight against that.
0: No. There's no way you can um, see him coming. But, but but literally, because he gets so bored um in doing su- stuff, you know, side quests are what he kind of does the majority of, because he just goes off and just- It's like, yeah. oh, this person's still getting out of the car. Okay, I guess I'll go get some food and come back. No, nah, they're- Look, two legs are out now. They're they're just standing up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They finally get out of the car. They've, like, pulled their, you know- they're starting to pull their mask on to rob the bank or whatever, and you just come up and, like, flick them in the head.
0: <laughs> Knock them out. Knock them and out. Is, like, like, with and the then speed you go of back a- up to Justice League Tower. Think of a
1: flick at that speed, like how much force is being put into that one spot on their head. Like, he has to be careful not to just, like, puncture them.
0: <laughs> he just decapitates the first guy he comes across, <laughs> like, oh, shit. Well, it's like that,
1: it's like that oh, the scene shit. at the beginning of The Boys, right, with what's himself itself yeah. just- it's, just turning her into mist. He has to be A-train really careful. Um, <laughs> do you have to be careful then? Do you have to, like- You're just, like, running along like a normal video game pr- protagonist. But, like, if you hit a bystander, <laughs> do you just, like, go straight through them and you've left this <laughs> mist behind you? I kind of like that idea. The <laughs> oh thing is, God. you're
0: going so fast that you shouldn't even be distracted, but-
1: No, I know. Uh, if your brain's working that fast uh- <laughs> again I just <laughs> and then I'm just picturing the the replay at the end <laughs> where you just show these shots of uh
0: hitman style you go you're going <laughs> through, and it's like, oh yeah. This this particular mission only took you 3 seconds even yeah, exactly. Though, you know, it, and it was sort of like the guy comes out of the toilet and then gets misted and then you <laughs> then you
1: run off. You just see this red blur like going down the street ducking into every restaurant uh you know occasionally accidentally misting a pedestrian. Uh if you're not careful, if you're not playing well enough And then, yeah, eventually getting to the bad guy and just like flicking him in the head and his head falls off. That's fine. But, but then, yeah, the whole, that whole mission was you with your internal monologue, like really thinking things through and having to do survival aspects, finding food, avoiding people. Yeah. Love it!
0: Yeah, that is that is absolutely insane. Uh, what I what I do love about it is the fact that you could take any speedster, and it could just be like doesn't even have to be the Flash. If if basically DC doesn't want to sell off the license, oh well, guess what? We're we're going ahead with like the fastest man alive who just happens to have super super.
1: Yeah, we call him the Bash uh, yep. because of the way he just uh, indiscriminately runs through people and turns them to mist. Is actually a uh, an international criminal. Because mm. of the number of people he's just run through.
0: They it's- haven't been able to catch him because he's so fast.
1: Mm, Is a problem. But, you know, it's a lonely life.
0: Yeah. Ben, what three words?
1: Sure. Befriended, midterms, pivot. So, I mean, this-
0: Was that the- midterms in the middle.
1: Midterms, yeah. So, it's, it's in not- high school. Yeah, it's not a concept we specifically have here, but I think everyone knows, you know, midterm exams of some sort. Um, so, yeah, high school or maybe college. Yeah. And I f- I feel like this is a story about making friends with someone who changes your life, right? Ooh. You p- pivot, you know. So, you're heading down a path. You're in college. You're you're heading towards- Better the than what I was thinking dreams. about because
0: all I could think about was pivot tables.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're in Excel class.
0: <laughs> Doing a midterm on pivot tables <laughs> and you must write a query to ga- get the data and then- Process the data into a pivot
1: table. It's a Zactronics game built around pivot tables in Excel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think this is a narrative thing. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, like, essentially you have been going down your merry path, living this privileged life, yep. heading, you know, getting what you wanted. You got into the college you wanted. You're going to get the job you wanted. Going through your midterms, you're going to ace them because you're a great study, but you you make friends with someone who- Turns everything around in some way. Yeah. Now, the question is how? Are they an inspiring manic pixie dream girl or boy sort of character or do they kill someone and ask you to help them bury the body?
0: Manic pixie dream girl or boy who kills someone and asks you to bury the body- <laughs>
1: I kind of like that twist, though. Actually, yeah. Kind of like starting with one, and it's this classic kind of trope of oh, like the person who doesn't care about anything, and they just flip from one thing that they love to the other, and they're so inspiring, and they're gonna, you know, you fall in love with them essentially immediately because and they
0: they knock on your door one night and they say I've I've had an accident. And It's like oh, you know,
1: are you all right? It's like yeah, I'm fine. But the guy did you I break it? Did you break your ukulele? Yes, over someone's head and shattered their skull. And can you help me put this through a uh, wood chipper, please? And it's and it's that
0: I'm picturing the trailer now, and it's sort of how like- how whimsical boy meets girl or girl meets girl, whichever you know character you want to you want to be. And it's like it's this whimsical tale of murder and <laughs> <laughs> and love
1: and um, murder
0: and burying and love and happiness and pixies and <laughs>
1: i could see a dark comedy though in that way like yeah having that twist but then still falling in love with them uh, you know across the course of disposing of this body and look you make it that the that the guy deserved it it's almost certainly a guy um <laughs> so you don't feel too bad about about the guy they murdered yeah and um but yeah they're trying to get away with it and you're helping them okay so how does this play out i guess because I, I could see this as a movie screenplay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How to make it a game.
0: Um, how to make it a game. At different points in the game, I think you play both characters. Mm. You start off the game sort of playing as, you know, the The, the straight-laced. Straight-laced character. Yeah. And, you know, going through, doing some heavy rain-esque menial tasks and that sort of stuff. Yeah, going and, around and- the
1: college, like, talking to your friend, like, different people- yeah.
0: And it gets to late one night after you've met the, the the pixie character, and you know you've had a nice conversation, and you you've sort of got to know them a bit, and you you gave them you know your address on the on the quad and all this sort of stuff. But it's late at night; it's midnight. It's just well, I think the clock just strikes midnight, and the pixie person's at the at the door.
1: Well, I think you, I think you have to have at least like one day with them, or like one evening, or something. Maybe yeah. it's even that same evening. It's like yeah, you meet them that morning, you go out for lunch together, and so you have a little bit of conversation stuff there. You're having such a good time, you go out to dinner, like you or whatever, like you go out to a bar. But then, at some point, you you leave them like it's like oh I've got I've got to study for the rest of the night like I have to get back and the and the pixie pixie character is like yeah okay like but I'm gonna keep partying and so then yes it cuts to you're studying essentially you've just finished studying you have fell fallen asleep yep. on your books and there's a knock at the door at, yeah essentially like yeah two a.m. or something
0: and then bang it goes two hours earlier and it then follows the pixie character right. as when they left left them or or whenever they left them, you know, they're, they're yeah. going off and this guy's harassing and harassing and harassing and then, like-
1: it, I think it plays up to the point just before you actually see what happens. Yeah. So, that then you can cut back to the scene in the dorm and they tell you.
0: Yeah. I, I'm picturing so that that's not the only part the of the story. Like, there's some other stuff that, like, where she cuts the story-
1: Like, Mm. isn't
0: actually the end, you know, it's, it's too convenient where they, where they sort of cut it. Okay. And there's actually more going on here. Yeah. That he was more than just
1: a harasser. There was like something else.
0: Yeah. And darker even. And it comes into a, you know, I'm picturing because it's, you know, college and all this sort of stuff. There's a lot of, you know, horny men out there that, you know, I could just imagine that this is, you know, something that's actually happened to this, to this character and, the only retaliation that she had was to,
1: oh, to yeah. potentially I mean, I do think
0: this. But then I, I kind of like the idea that maybe she didn't do what she thought she did. Like that particular thing didn't actually kill the character. It was something else that, that like. Killed
1: well, I guess the you character. could. Yeah. Well, I was sort of starting to think how else you could twist the story because obviously you don't want to go down the point of, um, there's, 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 careful grounds to be tread around yes. the them not actually but thinking what they happened what happened happened but uh, maybe there's something deeper here where it's not just like yes yes this guy was probably going to rape her right so he so she yeah. killed him that's part of it but what she what they're leaving out what she's leaving out at this point is like he's actually a colleague on this super top secret like science project that the college has been funded for by the government. And the reason she can go out and like dance and party all the time is that she's actually this like super intelligent scientist who is getting paid all this money to, <laughs> to like develop something. Yep. And this guy has, is like, um, threatening the whole, pr- uh, project by his behaviors.
0: So um, what, what I was sort of getting at in, in the fact that everything that she sort of said didn't necessarily, Happen is more that, yes, she smacked the ukulele over this guy's head. Yeah. She thought that he was dead because he wasn't moving. But when she left, like, it turns out that he was still alive and he did actually move a bit. And someone else came in and actually made made the killing blow sort of thing. But Ooh, she thinks okay. that, that she she's thinks the one she's who- She thinks she's killed
1: him. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I it's think- not he-
0: a, It's not a gaslighting
1: situation. It's a- No, no, no. She
0: no. just believes that, you know- that was she the killing she blow. She killed him. And, what well, and she, she did was it. knock him yeah. out.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's fine. And I think you do then go and you find him dead, but maybe he's not quite where she left him or- yeah. And so, you start sort you of know, having to get more information out of her. Like, are you, you know, have you told me everything? And then that's where you start getting into, well, like there's this whole secret experiment going on and maybe it was someone else from the experiment who, you know, wanted to make sure that he, this guy wasn't going to threaten it and- It goes Hmm. into this darker, deeper thing. Um, I like, I like that. I like that. I like the different ways that we can subvert that trope. Yep. By the manic pixie thing is kind of a facade. Um, and so it's not just this person that, it's it's almost
0: what she thinks, you know, people are expecting of her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could even go into you know women in science and stuff like having to act certain ways to be taken, you know, seriously enough, or or just to to give off yeah, give off the certain personality that people expect from someone in science. So like being mm-hmm. the manic manic pixie girl means that, sh- that she's seen as non threatening to people's jobs or whatever, um, even though she can you know wipe the floor with them. Yeah, scientifically speaking.
0: okay i think we'll move into our last what three words today yeah
1: Hmm. let's do that tell me what you got
0: raves wizard beam i
1: love the idea of a wizard rave
0: exactly i'm just i'm picturing you know all these wizards firing off dancing lights and all this sort of stuff and they're all just their wands and shit you know Flinky, flinging around everywhere, firing off, you know, fireballs and shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, sparks and, and, yeah, totally. Colour uh, spray. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that's an awesome scene that has to be in yep. the game. Yes. How do we get there? Okay. Who goes to raves? Wizards. Teen- well, in and this teens. world, wizards. Teens or at least early 20s. Twi- like, can, what, do we explore? Because, I mean- Wizard school, wizard college, that's all been done. Yeah. What about the wizards who drop out of school? Ooh. Talking like the dropout, 19, so- 20, 21 year olds yep. who have got a share house together, yep. not going to school, they've all got menial jobs. All, all they know is
0: cantrips and level one spells. Like, yeah, very, and the very they basic.
1: Know, ha- they know street magic, is the thing. This is yeah. the shit you don't learn in the ivory tower of academia. Wizard tape, motherfucker.
0: No, you, you'd never learn that. Three card Monty and, um, I don't know, pick a card, any card.
1: <laughs> well, it could be that they can use their canter, they can use their, their minor level spells to hustle, definitely. Yeah, minor illusion. This is, this is obviously still a world where, you know, wizards aren't part of everyday society. They're still hidden. Yeah. So while, while everyone's off at Hogwarts U, yeah. these kids are hustling on the street.
0: Yeah. Okay. So um, it's an underground world of of wizards set in like the two thousands. Yep, like I think early two thousands because that's when raves were rather prevalent. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just picturing some of the like I never went to a rave. You never went to a rave. Well, I don't think you ever went to a rave, but I think. Oh,
1: I used to rave all. No, I no.
0: Um, from what I hear, there's a there's a bit of a drug culture there there's a bit of other stuff sort of going on i'm picturing that your character is sort of wanting to go a little bit straight laced or stri- you know straight edge sort of thing not not go not get drunk not get um not not have drugs but then okay. some of his friends are, are sort of getting into some of the wizarding drugs Sort of thing, and they- yeah, You know, one of them turns into a frog, and then, you know, one of, the- one of them turns into a little fairy, and then, you know, turns back again. And, and, and you know, these are wizard drugs. You know, they- it's all transmutation and shit.
1: I like that. hmm I like that your character doesn't want to take drugs, but is your character selling drugs to the university students? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I kind well, of like not, gorgeous. but I-, I, think- I think one of your roommates is, of these Yeah, I guess.
1: Okay, I, I, I do like the idea of of having this drug culture going on there, and yes, like, and it's a trope around, you know, the, the townies or whatever, or the, the, the street kids being the ones who, uh, uh, you know, in the drug trade and selling to the privileged university kids or whatever, but I think we can lean into that a little.
0: Ooh, I'm kind of picturing that. Um, the, this wizard share house, like whenever they, whenever they hold a rave, they're like inviting all the, all the local towny kids along who are, you're know, all non magical folk. Cause I'm refusing to say oh, that, that. Other. No,
1: we're not, we're not actually setting it in, in Turfy McTurferson's world. Um, no. Uh, so what a, I, what I
0: think is that, you know, the non magical folks sort of come in and they're all amazed by, you know, the, the pyro and,
1: Right. But I think it's, it's actually just a way to like sell your drugs up better because they're like, Oh, the drugs are never as good as when we go to that one rave. Exactly. Down on, uh, Jackson street. Yeah. So
0: that's sort of what normally happens. That's what the setup. I'm kind of yeah. picturing is that at one of these raves, someone has like spiked your drink or something like that. Mm. You've sort of gone on this trip but then you found out that like one of the local non-magical kids has gone missing okay. and you you have in your sort of um in your drug-fueled haze you remember seeing this this kid and you were you were like fighting against each other sort of thing so
1: oh so is there some suspicion that it was you
0: there's some suspicion that you've like used your magical powers that you know you yeah. don't really have many many spells that could actually do anything but you kind of remember you know, saying something and pointing a wand or something like that. And now this non-magical kid could be, you could have turned him into anything. Like, you could have transmutated him into, like, a cup or into, you know, an umbrella or something like that. Just something crazy.
1: Yeah. And then it's all
0: about, you know, trying to- Is
1: this this then you having to go to, like, one of the professors at the Wizard University to get help or something and sort of- Ooh, playing okay. with that dynamic. You've got
0: to, you've got to go back to the university and talk to the one of the professors. And it turns out that it's like one of your parents. So you've been a dropout from a, yep. you know, magical. Okay. And that
1: makes sense why you might go there too. Yeah. So essentially you're having to like come crawling back in a way to one of your parents who, you know, you've disappointed to say, look, I need help because something magical has happened here and I don't know how to unravel it essentially i like that and then is it kind of a it's a i i mean it's a bit of an investigation then i guess it's a bit of a like tracking down certain things they give you tools in some way to okay go back there like cast this okay i'm gonna have to teach you because you know you and it's, school. it's basically
0: the wizard's hangover like
1: yeah yeah we do do hangover games very often but yes it's essentially a wizard hangover murder mystery or like not a murder but yeah
0: transmutation mystery. Mu- transmutation yeah. mystery. <laughs> what What I do kind of like is not that you don't know what uh, not that you don't remember, I think things do come back to you, but because yeah, you weren't involved in the next things that happen, it's sort of like um it's almost the mystery of you having to track down you know who stole the cup that you actually turned the kid into, and you know you track it down that way,
1: okay, so maybe you actually you okay, it's not all about just what did you turn him into it's it's Getting them back as well and helping them. Yeah, and I think we have to. We've set up some relationship with this kid beforehand, at least in a in a basic way, so that there's some stakes. Yeah, are they uh, are they a like university kid? Are they someone who is you know a bit of a douchebag, upper class kind of thing? Or no,
0: I think I think they're kind of like the the equivalent of you in that other group. Sort of like the the kid in the other group who's not wanting to get into the drugs and not wanting to. Sort of partake yeah. in anything. I guess and-
1: I'm just wondering uh, how many other people are searching for them? Like, have, has this gone n- noticed that they've gone missing? Um, or are they more of a, a, you know, living on the street? No, not on the street, but like living rough. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, they're not, not going to be as noticed that they're, that they're missing. Maybe they come from a, a working family where, you know, if, if they're gone for a day or two, their family's not going to think anything is wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like the idea that the parents come into it, the kids' parents, and yeah. depending on how, how things go, you may end up revealing to the world that magic actually does exist.
1: Oh, geez, those, those are big stakes.
0: Yeah, because basically if you don't, if you, don't um, you know, switch this kid back out and then get get him the help that he needs to forget what happened.
1: Do we have this whole thing leading up to a bit of a- I am Iron Man moment where in front of the news cameras and everything, you turn him back into himself.
0: Yeah, I kind of like that idea of it's been threatened the whole time and that's how it actually ends, is that the world now knows
1: about magic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm almost thinking like they're about to declare him dead or or something like that they're never going to find this kid. The parents are teary, you know, uh, but you, it's- the friggin' thing in the dad's pocket that he's been carrying around this whole time and this is your last chance to make everything good. So turns out that you, you turned just- him into
0: into the watch and the dad picked it up at the at the crime scene and has been holding it the the entire time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or something like it, that, yeah.
0: it looked just like the watch that he had, but in, in reality what you've done is you've turned him into the watch and
1: Yeah. That's fun. That's
0: cool. Okay.
1: Oh, We're I like gonna I do- yeah.
0: we are going to yeah. move into something that we haven't done for a good you know, 15 episodes yeah. or so, and that's- We're going to have a look at some movies and turn yep. them we into We're going
1: to take some random movies from a random movie bot that we have. Uh, these are movies that exist in the world, but we are going to take either just the title or the synopsis as well. Uh, you know, we may think about what an actual ge- video game tie-in for a movie might be, or if it doesn't suit that, we might just think about what a game with th- that movie title mm-hmm. uh, could be. So I'm going to
0: let you go first because I know what you have, and I've got uh, something I definitely want as a as a
1: yeah sure I'll sli- I'll stick game f- I'll stick with that. Mm-hmm. So the movie that I have is 2006's Slither. James Gunn. James Gunn. A small town is taken over by an alien plague, turning residents into zombies and all forms of mutant monsters. Uh, I I don't have a fantastic memory of this. Uh, movie. I've got I a pretty I've good seen it good memory
0: of Michael Rooker like coming across the the alien getting it turned into you know the alien slash Michael Rooker hybrid. Um, then you have got Elizabeth Banks and
1: no memory of this really. Uh, I literally think I've only seen it once. When a very Nathan first- Fillion. So it's- I know I know Nathan Fillion's in it. I just I think I've literally watched it once fifteen oh, years ago. Such so- a good film. So I think, stuff. look, let's let's just think of the general, either the title, or we can go with like alien invasion. Yeah, sort I, th- of stuff. I think you just you,
0: slithery you take, aliens. You, you take the idea that it's like parasitic worms that come to Earth, and um, you're not quite sure who the who the sort of infested at first, and then
1: yeah, a, a body snatchers kind of deal.
0: Body snatchers kind of deal. Uh, you're playing the local sheriff. Mm-hmm. Looks kind of like Nathan Fillion. Um, couldn't get the rights, so it's Alan Tudyk. Your um, <laughs> <laughs> voice, anything? I, I'm I'm just going off the fact that in uh, Santa Clarita Diet, in the first oh, yes. two seasons, the character was played by Nathan Fillion, and then in the third season, it's played Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk, because yeah. of course you can just replace Nathan Fillion with Alan Tudyk, like that. Well,
1: look, Nathan Fillion couldn't play both an armadillo and a chicken in Disney movies, so no. Alan Tudyk. I think we we're in good stead
0: um so what I'm picturing is that you're you're sort of the start of the game you're sort of just going out on calls and you know little domestic disturbance here, and you know mm-hmm. something happening over there, and then all of a sudden you come across like something somewhat otherworldly and you shoot it and okay. you kill it and
1: so I'm kind of picturing a mix between like Alan Wake and dead space.
0: Ooh, I was kind of thinking um, La Noir would be in there a little bit as well because you got the sort of driving between the scenes.
1: That, yeah, that's fine. I mean, uh, I guess the Allen Wake is more the small town yep. sort of vibe, and then the Dead Space is the the slithery kind of creatures. And I think like maybe shooting off limbs and stuff that makes sense cool. for this these kind of creatures. Yep. Um, can we put some fun stuff where, like, if you shoot off a slithery arm, it like will still wrap itself around stuff nearby, like kill a dog or something?
0: Ooh, uh, it's kind <laughs> of like you need to actually destroy the brainstem of the of the worm, otherwise, like oh, all, but the appendages- all the appendages are
1: still. Yeah, yeah. Well, because essentially this is like uh, uh it's sort of these mini hive minds where it is a number of creatures infesting this this body. Uh but they're all controlled by one single creature. Yeah. And so, yes. Like, we- you can shoot off an arm. All that means is that they're not holding on to the other ones anymore.
0: I do like the idea that um, the king worm isn't necessarily in the head every time. It could be in mm. the leg. It could be in the left arm. It could be in the in the torso.
1: That's fun. I like that. And obviously, you give some visual indication, you know, the occasional additional or different colored pulsing or, or something um, or a particular protrusion. Maybe. Yeah. Uh to to help the player know where to shoot. But yeah, you're essentially as you come across these things having to like shoot off limbs one by one while continuously not being killed by them. Yeah. Or and that's slow for both like- Oh, can we have a mechanic where it's being taken over by them doesn't kill you immediately? Well, I, you can I like-
0: think, I think you get the same, the, um, that mechanic from Watchdogs Legion where you're playing the police department.
1: Oh. And you can recruit yeah. new people
0: into the, into the police department, um, as you, as you save. Yeah, like, you're people, essentially
1: deputizing.
0: Deputizing people. Um, yeah. But essentially you can have a permadeath mode of, you don't solve all the things and your character dies and all of them get turned into zombies. Okay.
1: That's fun. Uh, Did you play the free weekend too? I own the thing. Oh, you already own Legion. Okay. Um, No, I like that idea though of, yes, deputizing people into the police department. And if one of your people gets killed or taken over, I mean, particularly if they get taken over, then you switch to one of the other people. They might have to kill your previous characters. They're still wandering around the town. Yeah. That's fun. I like that a lot. And
0: they're still going on that call. It's like, oh, you know, the sheriff hasn't come back from the, um, from, you know, McMahon's farm. Let's, let's go on out there and and see what happens.
1: Yeah. You choose, you get to choose one of the, one of the other deputies, but then whoever goes and like kills the previous sheriff becomes the sheriff. Yeah, because they've just confirmed the- that they're dead, essentially, or finds the dead body yeah. if they were actually killed. Uh, that's that's cool. I like that a lot. So, I mean, at this point, you're you're kind of you're, you're building your troops. You know, something's going on in the town now. Uh,
0: There's a story going on in the background where you know government scientists are coming in and they're trying to keep everything sort of under wraps. And
1: well, that's it. Not I'm trying to think of like, what's what's your main quest path through to uh, obviously the the end goal is destroying whatever is creating these things and, mm-hmm. and cleansing the town of it but yeah I think some of it comes from hey there's shifty government agents in town all right there's a bit of a there's a bit of a quest line where you meet up with one of them and get to know them and they tell you a little bit about what's going on maybe they recruit you to you know to, to, to then have you know now you've got better weaponry or whatever mm-hmm. because now the the secret government agencies is helping you out that's really cool uh, that's fun. And then, yeah, obviously, you know, probably ends up with some sort of big- Oh, I like the idea of- And I don't know if Legion does anything like this because I did only play the free weekend. Um, that the big sort of end battle is based around how many people you've got left in that you've deputized in this town.
0: Yeah, I don't know whether that actually happens. I never finished the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I like that for our game where the end battle is this huge thing where there's going to be tons of, of casualties- and so, you are just, like, flicking between all these different people as they die and as you whittle away at this, like, fucking queen beast yep. thing. Um And depending on different quests that you've done, you've got, you know, they've all got different weaponry and- I love it. And then it can play out in different ways. I like the idea that you could potentially just have one person left who's leveled up a ton and still beat them. <laughs> <laughs> or like has the equipment in some way, or there's a sp- particular strategy where you can you literally can have one person left. They're now the sheriff. They finally take out this fucking creature, and the town is saved. Yeah, except for all the dead, except for like 99 percent of the population who died. Yep. Cool. Give me a movie, Trevor.
0: Okay, this movie is from 2018. It's called Anon. and it's set in a near near future of- world where there is no privacy, ignorance or anonymity, our private memories are recorded and crime almost ceases to exist. In trying to solve a series of unsolved murders, our main character stumbles upon a young woman who appears to have subverted the system and disappeared. She has no identity, no history, no record. Our character realizes it may may not be the end of the crime, but the beginning. Known only as the girl, our character must find her before she becomes the next victim. I think I've seen this, but
1: I don't have a memory of it. but that's okay. This is this is interesting considering we we're just referencing Watchdogs. Yeah. Um, since obviously that's a somewhat similar kind of surveilled,
0: surveilled, world. surveilled
1: world. Yeah. Um, but obviously not to this degree of of everybody being of of law enforcement essentially being able to see what you've seen. Yep. I've definitely, I've definitely seen this movie. Um, I have
0: not, so...
1: I feel like watching it again, because I don't actually remember it, but I...
0: It's got a cool premise, so I think that Yeah, the premise is cool. I think it's ripe for gameplay.
1: Gamification. Gamification, Gamification.
0: Yeah. yep. Just in the fact that, I mean, I don't know what happens in this movie, and so therefore I'm not going off of that, I'm going off of this and opposite. Let's here. just
1: go off the... Well, even just the base premise is probably... The,
0: um... I think the Unsolved Murders... They all happen to be maybe unrecorded individuals, so all the murders normally you'd be able to just look into their brain and and you know pick up the pick up the memories so but just I, see
1: their life there isn't there is, n- there is yeah. no
0: memories here and it's like why are these people all of a sudden coming out of the out of the woodwork and you know
1: I like this as a we we've we've sort of done this before but hey, fuck off, we're 225 episodes in, we've done everything. Uh Where you are having to, like, filter through these memories of different people. Like, you know a murder has occurred in this place. You can't go into- the victim's memory because they were they're an unrecorded yeah. Ooh, but I, I do like there were other people yeah. around, right? So it's like, oh, this we we you know, security you camera through. footage
0: is basically each person's
1: eyes sort of thing and what they what exactly yeah. And so you're kind of flitting from one to the next as you're like, oh, well, this person walked past here at this point. Let's go into their memory and see who else was in the area. To see if anyone was hanging around there at that time. Okay. Yeah, then, like, okay. I'm walking past the person. alley here.
0: There's nobody. Okay. What about the next person? It, like all the way down the end of the end of the alley, you finally see another person, and they're walking down the other way of the, of the alley. And you, yep. And it's like then you happen to see, like they look down the um, you know, they look
1: down the alley. They see a figure or something.
0: Not even a figure. It's like like okay. there's, there's like a you can see. That you know the the body is laying down, but they just haven't sort of picked
1: it up. They haven't registered. They them, haven't registered it them
0: themselves, but that's what you you as the um as the cop are looking for.
1: Yeah, so you're like, okay, so the it the body was at least left here, or the murder between happened between
0: this, this time and this time, this time and this time. Um, and then you know, as you come back, you actually notice. That there is someone running away as as you've sort of entered the alley.
1: So I like the idea then of switching back and forth between the kind of futuristic computer view where you're like almost minority report style, moving around different memories that you're looking through, being able to make connections. But I think there's some there's maybe some process required sometimes to get someone's memory. So, it's like, okay, we use these memories to identify someone. It's like, oh, we need to get this person's memory. All right, now we're going out on the street. Now we go and track them down because we have to, like, get it physically or something.
0: In what you just said there, basically, one of the people walking down the alley is a restricted memory. Yeah. So, it's because they are of of a higher elite status sort of thing in the fact that, you know, you got the sort of the 1% who, who happen to- um, yeah be protected they're like it's the son of a judge or something like that so
1: I think you've got the one percent who have restricted memories and then you've got the hackers who have managed to like install software that prevents automatic downloads yeah of you know even if it's just a certain time frame or different things like obviously it's a bit it's a bit hackier there but it does. Both of those require you having to actually go out and like talk to the people or find the people, you know, get a word for them or a different thing. Like doing some social engineering, basically.
0: I kind of like the uh, idea that your your character he he's got no qualms with these people like protecting their memories. He's kind of against the whole thing himself, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of picture I kind of picture our guy here. He finds a hacker. He's like fine. You guys can can do that. Just let me do my job. L- give me access yeah. to it without me, you know, having to having to beat you down or anything like this. And I'll be happy, and I'll let you go on your merry way. If I've got to if I've got to fight you on it, I'm well, going to make think, sure that you're arrested. Sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I think I think this is where you give the players yeah. a choice and whether we go, you know, full kind of paragon <laughs> renegade or uh, or just a good cop bad cop or 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 whatever, but. Yes, you have options where you can talk them into giving you access. Uh, or maybe you have to like arrest them, beat them down, stick them with a syringe that like the the physical access overrides yep. the wi- wireless or whatever the hack that they've got in place. And then you've got access that way. Uh, that, yeah, I, I like that, that, that choice for the player. Um, cool. Hey, Ben, That's fun. what movie? What movie? Uh I have a movie from 2020. Mhm. This was Presumably made just before the pandemic. I think that's Russell Brand in the poster. The movie is called Four Kids and It. A group of kids on holiday in Cornwall meet a magical creature on the beach with the power to grant wishes. Okay. <laughs> look up look up this movie. <laughs> it's ridiculous.
0: Um, I will. Um, but I'll throw my movie up as well and you can make a decision. It's actually a documentary, so we're just going to go with the actual- Name of the movie and it's room 237.
1: Okay. Um, or we can combine them and, uh, in room 237, four kids find it, a creature that can create the magic wishes. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, I can't, I don't mind that. I, what if it's, what if this is kind of a, uh, it's set in mm-hmm. a hotel, but it is a sort of ET like situation of kids finding. And yes, it.
0: Russell Brand is in this film.
1: Yeah, it was Russell Brand. I did look that up. Um, interesting, on the cast overview first build only, he is eighth. Uh, I think because all the kids got higher on the thing that he did. <coughs> um, we can have Russell Brand voice a character in our game. That's yep. fine. So, yeah, I think it's set in a hotel in room 237. Like, strange stuff happens. These kids investigate. But what they find is that actually, like, some sort of magical creature or alien creature is living there. Yep. And you have a, a fun adventure trying to trying to keep this alien out of the eyes of the adults and maybe whether it's get them home mm-hmm. or back to their family or okay. whatever.
0: Now that you've said that, do you know what Room 237 re- is in response to?
1: D- Does it matter?
0: Because it's The Shining.
1: <laughs> so, okay. na- well, now I'm fine. just wondering
0: if, um, you know- Russell Brand plays the new caretaker of the um of the Overlook Hotel. The Overlook. And his four kids are running around and the it that they find is like happens to be a ghost.
1: Oh, it's not Stephen King's it, it's not Pennywise if no. we're <laughs> doing Stephen King properties. Um but uh- okay i like I like the idea of a more whimsical story set yep. at the overlook,
0: you know, basically you don't have so you yes, don't have an alcoholic going there and all this sort of stuff, and who's already depressed no, it's
1: literally a it's literally a wacky kid's yeah. adventure set in a in the overlook where horrible things have happened in the past, um they're reopening, he's the new. Uh, you know, yeah, like manager, or, or are you saying that it's still? Do we stick with the caretaker I can't, over I can't winter, like the or idea is of this the
0: caretaker over winter because
1: just to set it up as a as a parallel and then totally exactly. shift tone? Okay, all right. <laughs> so essentially, this is a shine a parody of the shining,
0: a parody of the shining, um, but set in the same location. Um yeah basically it turns out that you know because there wasn't any darkness in these kids lives you know the yeah. the thing that manifests in room 2 237 is actually a, you know a magical sort of being rather than you know
1: I think it's another kid I think it's another kid who maybe died like yep. there tragically but you don't go into that too no. deep you 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 allude to yep. it certainly um but this kid wants to play like this kid finds this group of other kids and they have fun riding their big wheels down the oh, down hell? the yeah, they do. hallways surfing on the rivers of blood coming out of the elevators well i i think <laughs> you know the
0: rivers of blood you know they maybe we don't pull that in they're definitely there but it's like
1: you know <laughs> I mean, they're a main character. <laughs> they're like a Disney, you know, animated. Hey, everybody! I kind of, I kind of like that a idea blood, from the Simpsons wave. of
0: that's unusual. <laughs> the blood usually gets off at the second floor.
1: <laughs> what does the What does Russell Brand's character think of this though? Uh, uh, d- does Russell Brand know about the ghost? Um, he's like he's spending a lot
0: of time, you know, trying to fix the um, fix the heater and keep all these things sort of going. And, you know, basically keep the hotel somewhat in working shape, you know, doing the caretaking mm. sort of job.
1: And managing and pretty well. Managing well. Like, like the heat's always It's on. just that there's a yeah. lot of work to do. Yeah. So, he's a bit more of a comedy relief sh- popping up here and there character. Yeah.
0: I- I'm I'm picturing, you know, at certain po- certain points of the game, you could have, like- The old Scooby Doo running through the, running through the hallway where, you know, they enter in different
1: (laughs) hallways. Definitely getting Scooby Doo vibes. Yeah. All right. So what's the goal? Like, do you, do you control this whole gaggle of kids wandering around? Is this like you control the whole group? A la your
0: RPGs sort of turn based.
1: (laughs) Or like costume quest or something where you kind of, you're you're just controlling a group of kids.
0: I kind of like the idea Um, that, um, if you remember the adventure game, I have no mouth and I must scream how they had lots, lots of different little adventures with lots of different, different people there, but they were sort of separate adventures. Uh, you got to choose your character okay. and, and do like a little adventure. I kind of like the idea that you, you normally play the, um, the main, you know, the oldest kid, but then you hmm. get to go through the whimsical adventure as each of the, each of the kids as they.
1: So they all kind of have their little, they separate have their own things. separate little. Which might involve yeah. some of the other kids or the ghost kid, but, or but the, they're the main character Russell in, this, in this
0: particular part of the story, and yeah, you know, then then you can have some fun we can, with. We can split it like they go through this thing, and whether whether we can sort of twist it a little bit, and you know, have something a little bit dark just off to the side. That just you know, it it's all kind of squeaky
1: clean. I mean, we said but- it. We set it in the Overlook, and they meet a dead yeah. kid. I think we've definitely got something dark off to the side. Yeah,
0: but they. A- even during during the things, they're, they're kind of sickly sweet, but then just a little bit, of a tinge of salt just off to the side.
1: They come along and they see, they find a mirror and, and painted on the mirror is murder. But then they realise that it's backwards and it's like, oh, red rum, that kid's drink that we all yes. like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, it's backwards on what they sit in the shiny. <laughs> yeah. I love it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's go one, yeah, one more.
1: One more. Yeah. Quick one. Quick one. All right, I have 2014's Outcast, which by the poster looks- Yeah, definitely that is Nicholas Cage. Uh, mm-hmm. Never heard of it. He's a knight. No, he's a, a warrior of some sort. Okay.
0: He's a knight slash warrior, but in this, his private journal is accidentally published and he becomes like um an A-lister sort of within the kingdom. So, he was an outcast, but now he's like the big- um, sort of, I'm thinking he's almost like a bumbling knight who's now been turned into like the, the knight yep. of
1: knights. Sorry, I'm, tr- I'm sitting here trying to guess what movie you got and um, I can't.
0: It's Disney's Read It and Weep, a young girl turned t- okay, into no. an A list celebrity overnight when her private journal is accidentally published and becomes a bestseller. Cool. Well, I certainly never would no. have gotten
1: that. But okay. I like that. This, this bumbling knight's private journal about how he just wishes he could fight as well on the battlefield. As you know, Sir Sir brings a lot, uh, but you know he just doesn't have the chops for it. But but he writes so eloquently and so from the heart that when it gets uh, leaked to the town crier, he tells of all the uh, overnight
0: things that he's supposedly done. When really it was actually Sir brings a lot who who did the majority of the
1: of the heavily. Oh right, he's talking about the yeah. He writes them as sort of a, a in first person a yeah. fantasy of. Of himself doing it in first person, yeah. And then, so, yeah, Sir Bringsalot is essentially the antagonist then trying to bring him down, uh, but the public is already, you know, throwing themselves at him. They don't believe- they won't believe anything about him until Sir Bringsalot tries to find some proof. So,
0: the question is, do we play Sir Bringsalot? And so,
1: (laughs) you're- From a gameplay point of view, that would make more sense, because it's actually hard to create gameplay for a knight who's shit.
0: So, what I'm thinking is- you go through like the first mission and it's all about, you know, these amazing deeds that you've done and all, all this sort of stuff. But what happens is that the bumbling knight who caused all the issues happens to write something and they believe that he did it. And you, you're just, you know, you're, yep. you're not doing, you're not pulling your weight. And so basically. It's, it's all about what can you oh, do? Oh, do
1: you then get like kicked off the varsity team? Well, I'm, I'm now <laughs> imagining
0: what can, what can your character do to make sure that they're actually going to, um, you know, be be brought back into the king's favor.
1: Mm. I mean, yeah. Th- I mean, that kind of gives you the opportunity to be going off and hunting mythical creatures that are threatening the town.
0: And- oh, your Witcher and that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, sort of Witcher style situation of of bringing trophies back, and I guess that's what is enough to to yeah to bring yourself back into favor. Um, maybe it's more that. It's not just that this Dirk fingerly, the the bumbling knight, has overshadowed you, but he's actually painted you as himself. Yeah. Like, he's switched the roles. So, everyone actually believes that you totally fucked up and, like, got people killed yeah. or something. And so, you've been exiled. Like, it's not just, oh, you're in his shadow. It's like, no, you've been kicked out of the kingdom. You've been stripped of your knighthood. And so, it's a story of- Redemption but, but I think it's also because back. you were such a dick. Yeah, I think you're a dick. I think you're also a dick. You were addicted to yeah. this guy, and, and, and you, you ba- were basically—you
0: were being so mean to him and all this sort of stuff—and you almost caused him to die. So he thought he'd just get a little, little bit back on you. Didn't expect it to go this far, yeah. but still, he was not what you know. Just trying to be. Originally, it was trying to be nice and just writing about you know your adventures, and then he just switched well, he the was names.
1: he was your biggest fan. He was essentially writing fanfic, yeah, or like your your auto or writing your biography, and then
0: just switches switches um, the names, and that's enough to
1: well, or, or it was just that someone found his writing and assumed that it was him, and it didn't have names or whatever. Yeah, but uh, it's not important.
0: I, I'm I'm picturing yeah, so something like that. that he so did. It, it's not that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, was somewhat treasonous and, you know, he sort of got attributed to, to doing the really treasonous action.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, yes, then I think the the thrust of the game is you're kind of on the outskirts of this kingdom and it is a bit of an RPG where- oh, I like the idea, though, that it's this RPG where you you start with really good skills. <laughs> maybe you're having to learn- maybe the RPG skill tree is, is something else. Maybe you're learning humility and how to be a better yeah. person. <laughs> you've unlocked sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, that you, you know
0: pre, uh, press X to sympathize
1: <laughs> yeah well ignore or just like unlocks different dialogue tree options or something um, where you can put yourself in other people's shoes yeah. and uh, <laughs> you kind of get you know a little um, bit of
0: humility and
1: maybe you do a, a um, Undertale situation where as you go on like when you start you're just slaughtering monsters and stuff to get these trophies because that's what you know yeah. But by the end, you're like talking over their problems with them. Well, you realise and that- And um, bringing them over you know, to your when You side. sympathise
0: with the monster and it's like, oh, they just look ugly and, you know, in reality, all they're trying to do is get food for their for the young. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. Like-
1: <laughs> I kind of love that. I don't know how you do the roles based on that sort of- those sort of stats, but I like that idea that you are moving from this gung-ho fighting knight jock- To be a more sensitive person. And yes, by the end, you're not actually killing monsters. And the way you get back into the kingdom is by, you know, leading uh, a protest of the, 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 the surrounding peasants who are all like, stop killing monsters. Like they're just trying to live their lives. But I like like the idea
0: that you no longer want, you no longer want the the role of the of the lead knight yeah. you just want to you want to be recognized back in the back in the kingdom and you know
1: cuz you've started a nonprofit to save the monsters <laughs> and the environment yeah.
0: there's just something about if you could if you could spin that into into a fun story that you start off like slaughtering everything that that lives till you you oh, finally yeah. get some
1: well and it's a tw- it's a twist on that whole like you start superpowered and and, and then lose your powers or your abilities you don't lose your abilities. You just realize that they're not the ones yeah, you need.
0: You, <laughs> you don't need to use all all your powers. And then we twisted yeah. in the last in the last boss battle when yeah, you really you haven't
1: been practicing all your, <laughs> your fights. <laughs> and a giant fucking evil dragon comes and tries to eat the the whole like village. Well, the king turns into this giant dragon. Uh- Right, the king turns into the giant dragon. The whole time they were this sorcerer, and you can't kill them, and they won't listen to you, and you die. Yeah, but you die a martyr. So the nonprofit the, goes on villages, for years. The peasant, yeah, and everyone comes and attacks the dragon on your behalf, yeah. and yeah, of course they do. I love it.
0: So do I. Okay.
1: All right. I think I think yeah. we're done. I think that's the end of an episode. Uh, the end of an episode. End of an era. Yeah, this episode. Uh. Well, no, because next episode is just going to be more of the same. Well, so it's, it's, we're it's, still it's in the this era. first, like,
0: 225-episode era.
1: Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, 450. Uh, we'll have another one. We've got an, let's- This is- We're starting on the road to 450. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, great. Hi to any new listeners. Uh, we, we have told a few new people about the show recently, so I hope you're listening and enjoying. Uh, but if not, sorry. <laughs> but if you- <laughs> 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 either way, either way, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm, leave us a review, let us know what you thought, and uh, give us show, us- show us some love. We'd, we'd enjoy that. Yes,
0: and we'd also like to thank Curadust for allowing us the use of the song, "Map to find off for the album
1: Containment Failure. That's right. So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm at a wizard wave. Avada Kedavra. Avada Kedavra. Bab bab wizards.